Hey guys, welcome to El Sueño Podcast. This is your co-host Alejandro Davalos, co-owner of La Taquisa Guadalajara and co and founder and creator of El Taquero. And I'm your co-host Sergio Molina, owner of Esperanza Coffee Collective. So for this podcast podcast episode, we were going to do a deeper dive into our parents' journey, uh, get to interview them, and tell you guys a little bit more about why they decided to come to the States and what their expectations were coming here and how that all affected us as well. But un- due to an un- unfortunate loss, uh, unexpected loss, we decided to pivot and use this podcast as an opportunity to touch on mental health and just the way you know it's viewed in the Latino culture. So Alejandro, is there something you want to start off with? Yeah, I just want to start out with... Um... Well, basically, just like, you know, mental health, like, in these past couple of years, like, for me, has been, like, something that has grown for me. Um, coming from, like, a, like, a culture, I guess, where, you know, mental health and it's always about working, uh, trying to provide for your family and making sure that. You know, that there's, you know, that your family's taken care of before you are too, which is okay in a sense. But, you know, it's a, there's always a time and a place that you should put away for, for yourself and kind of just like, like, um, what's it called? Just kind of just like reflect on things, you know, just kind of like, um, just really take care of yourself and re- really just take a break in whatever you're doing in life. And uh, for me, like like I said, these past couple of years has been very important to my life and finding like the people that you can really talk to and really like connect with to to actually understand what you're what you're either going through or what your what your plans are, you know. It's like it's always relieving to talk to people about what your plan is and what you want to do or just like questions that you have and just knowing that you're not alone in this world, you know. And um, that's, you know, that's kind of what us like, that's what we want to talk about today is like um, just just knowing that mental health, like taking care, like. Like Marshawn Lynch says, you got to take care of your chickens, you know? <laughs> you got to take care of your chickens and take care of your money. Because at the end of the day, you know, you got to really worry about what's up there in your head. And then, like, um, what is the thing that people always say? It's like, how, like, I always look at it as like, how can you take care of somebody else when you can't take care of yourself, you know? And uh, I really looked at that and it's like, you know what, like, that's right, like, I need to make sure that mentally and physically and emotionally that I'm okay before, like, that I'm good before, like, you know, I, I even think about, like, like, just like other people in general, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, um, like I said, going back to the whole culture thing, like, uh, being Hispanic, we are tend to, like, hold emotions in and um, just be strong people. And I, you know, that's okay. But at the end of the day, you know, the thing that really matters most is the people around you, like you, so you can be good for the people around you. I feel 
Yeah. And, um, you know. No, and to add on that, too, I think one of the things that, I mean, not only just the Latino culture, because, I mean, same thing for me, you know, like we are taught to kind of be hard workers. You don't talk about your feelings. You don't talk about your emotions, what you're going through. You just kind of man through it and keep working. And I mean, that is a good mindset to have in the sense of like a strong work ethic and not be rattled. But I do think it is important, like you said, to talk to other people about their experiences because there are times where in this world, you're going to feel lonely, you're going to feel alone. And the crazy thing is that so many of us are going through the same stuff, you know, like so many of us are suffering different things, you know, like it might be a little bit different but it's pretty similar to you know like the feelings that we're feeling or you know this just like i remember when i first started the business dude um like i moved out to milwaukee was uh living out there working at the cafe and then not seeing uh all the people that i know you know back home i've got like a strong like close-knit group of friends family uh my mom my my dad my brothers I was out there in Milwaukee. It was kind of like the first time I kind of left, you know, like to live somewhere else, yeah. working at the cafe, you know, there and just starting a business. Like, you don't know what the hell you're doing, right? You don't know <laughs> what you're doing. You like, you have to start like trusting other people. I've always had trust issues. So like one of the things that I felt was like, I felt naked and afraid, right? Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. Like there was this whole week I was just spiraling. Like who the fuck can I trust? Like I was like paranoid. Yeah. Just like where am I? You know, like this whole like survival instinct type thing. And it wasn't until like I called one of my friends and we talked. Yeah. And it like leveled me the fuck out, you know? And it was one of those things where that made me realize like you do have to develop these relationships that uh, with people that you trust that yeah. you can open up to, right? Because I right. took it to an even extreme, right? Because that what you said, growing up, we're not allowed to, you know, open up. And like I always had girlfriends that I would open up to, but like to a guy, to a guy, like right. never, you know. Like I had a tight knit group of friends. We were all really cool, mm-hmm. but we were just brothers, and we never really shared stories with each other. We never really shared what we were going through. We were just there for each other, company wise, right. and that helped a ton too. But, you know, we never really opened up because, you know, even the culture here doesn't doesn't allow for something like that. Right. You're not a man if you fucking cry. You're not a man if you do this and that. So, like, I always like unloaded it on girlfriends and that's not fair either. You know, like they're the only ones getting that. Um, But, yeah, there's there's a lot. You know, it's not just the Latino culture. It's also like American culture just being a man. You know, like you can't cry, can't do this, can't do that. But yeah, I think what I learned when I was in Milwaukee was, you know, I didn't realize how much my friends helped as a support system until like I felt like that naked and afraid. And then I reached out to them and, you know, got some ease, Yeah, got comfortable. Oh, I know this person. I can tell them a little bit about what I'm going through because um, I'm not going to tell the person that I'm paranoid about that I'm paranoid about them because yeah. I don't even know who the hell they are. Right. You know, right. like, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot there for sure. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, one of the points I was trying to make was I almost took it to an extreme at one point, right? Where yeah. it was just like, I just started opening up to everybody. I would just be an open book and just tell everybody how I felt and like all this stuff. But then, you know, that isn't good either. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, you got to find the balance. Uh, you can't trust everybody. Um, you got to find like a circle. Of people. Yeah, for sure. 
And I, I think one of the things that helped me a ton too is just like listening to videos, reading books. So like yeah. for myself, I've always liked reading autobiographies too um, because, you know, all these people that have done great things in the world, we hear about their accomplishments, but you don't necessarily always know the struggle they went through right. and they struggled. Oh, so, yeah. you know, kind of seeing that side of it, it's like, whoa, you know, they went through stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe they even went through something similar to me, like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think through the struggle, you find what it is you want to do or it helps you grow, right. you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Like that that was like something that like um you know, I've like a, like I said in the past couple of years that I've been doing or I've been going through some things, uh divorce, uh just kinda just like you know, feeling lost and alone. And it wasn't up until like I finally just like opened up to like the group of friends that I had, you know. I've known these guys for well, one of them I've known for pretty much, what, 21 years. The other ones I've known uh, 10 plus years. And, like, I really, like, got them into, like, just one-on-one -on -one conversation. Just, look, this is what I'm going through. And I just, I don't know what to do. You know, that's why I'm saying, like, don't keep anything in. Like if Like, if you have those friends that you think, like, you know, that you don't think you can come out to, then don't come out to them. It's okay. That's fine. But, you know, you find those people that are actually willing to listen to you. And that's where it's like, that's where I found who, who, who I really wanted to know, like what I was actually going through struggling. I, was, I would literally sit here in my living room by myself some days and just sit here and not do anything. Mm -hmm. Just looking at the TV while it's off in the dark because like I just didn't know what I was like I was just alone and afraid, and it's it sucks. But now, like I'm able to like finally be vulnerable and finally open up to the people that really like are close to me and that I really like that really care for me. And you know, I I have a good like four guys that I can do it. I have my my girlfriend that you know we that I've had right now. Uh, I've been like slowly just opening up to her as as we progress in our relationship. And um, it's felt amazing. Like, like honestly, like, it's okay to be vulnerable, you know? It's okay to cry in front of people. It's okay to, like, feel the way you feel. Because, you know, we're human. We're people. Like, people understand. People, people feel the same way that you do, you know? And it's okay to be scared. You know, you don't know. You don't want to be judged. We were always taught, like, oh, you're going to be judged because you felt a certain or because you're a certain type of way and like who cares mm -hmm. who cares like honestly like i'd rather sit here and cry with like the group of friends that i have and finally feel better about myself than just you know just kind of just hold stuff in mm -hmm. and you know people little by little people will figure out who it is that they can have and or that they have and stuff like that you know yeah no, and I think it is important to find, you know, that group and have that trust with people. Another thing I would touch on, too, is just finding activities. Because I'm a oh, big yeah. person, like, 
I like being on my own, you know, like as much as I like talking to people, like right. I like spending time by myself. And I think it's very important personally. I don't know. Everybody no, might no. not agree. And that's another thing. Everybody might not agree with me. Right. Where right. it's like you should be fine being on your own. That's yeah. my that's my philosophy or that's kind of what I believe. And finding things that you can do on your own, because there are going to be times where people yeah. can't be there for you. There's going to be times where people pass away. And, you know, like being able to be fine in your own skin, being fine with yourself. And I think that is a huge journey that I did when I was in Guatemala. Like yeah. I went there and learned so much about myself because I was doing so much reflection at the time where it's mm -hmm. like, why didn't I like that job? Why yeah. didn't I want to be there? Like why was i drinking so much you know like i would drink a lot when i was young yeah. like i would get fucked up dude like yeah. you could ask any of my old friends man it's not <laughs> pretty like yeah. getting blackout drunk not knowing like what the hell i did last waking night up, at least waking i didn't do up dumb wondering, shit like yeah waking up wondering what, how the hell you got home yeah like luckily i never went to jail and stuff and I, honestly like i feel like yeah, I don't know. That's probably due to the prayers that my parents had for me or something, right? Like, something saved me from not getting, like, in big trouble. But anyway, right. so, like, yeah, just that journey of, like, finding who you are, being fine with who you are. Like you said, not caring what people say about you and judge yeah. you for. Because that's another thing, man. Like, when you were talking, one of the phrases that came, or one of the quotes that came to mind was, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. So just do you. That's what I always say. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Just do you then. Like, and if people don't like it, too bad. Like, yeah, move yeah. on, you know? We don't all have to be friends. Like, I'll respect you. Hopefully you respect me. But, hey, we might not like each other. Um, and I'll, you know, like, a big phrase I like living by is live and let live, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, just... But yeah, I think it is important to kind of have that mindset of like not really caring what people think about you and just completely being yourself. As yeah. long as you're healthy, as long as you're not hurting other people, like if people are going to talk shit, let them talk shit, you know, like yeah. that's, that's their own. That's I think I, I personally feel that's other people's insecurities just flaring up and just yeah, judging I you or, you know, but. But yeah, finding things that, you know, like I like saying peppering in things to bring you peace. Mm -hmm. So like I like being outside. I like going on hikes. I like hanging out with friends. I like learning new things. So right. just like preoccupying ourselves with things. Because, man, hey, I get stuck in my own head, too. Like I will spiral. Yeah. <laughs> I will spiral if I <laughs> overthink things and it's not healthy. Yeah, I know. There's days where I just like, you know. It, it it's gonna happen where you you know you have a like a a blank in your head and it's like what like you're kind of going through something that day you have a bad day you just you gotta just sit down and just relax you know one thing like I really did like or I wanted to touch on like how you said you know like doing stuff on your own like yeah that's an important thing too it's like you know going out like sometimes I'll go out to eat by myself um, sometimes I just go on a walk. And just relax, you know, it's okay. Like you're just just sitting at the park on the bench and just breathing. You know, just like there's a thing like I started doing last year. I don't really do it as much as before, but like I would uh I would like meditate in the morning when I woke up. And meditate, you don't have to do yoga, you don't have to do none of that. Like I would just sit down in my bed when I woke up and just breathe and just be like and that would just help me out so much. And, um, yeah, you could do, like, like different stuff. Like, I don't know. I play video games. Sometimes I just play by myself. Or sometimes I just, 
<laughs> I started streaming and I was, I was just streaming. I'm the only one watching my own stream, but you know what? I mean, that's okay too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all right. Like I'm up at like 10, 10.30 at night. Just <laughs> I got one viewer on my stream and that viewer is me because I'm watching on my phone. <laughs> but <laughs> just like, but like finding little stuff like your hobbies and stuff, like taking pic. I mean, people take pictures, draw. I mean, you like, you know, like you said, hiking and stuff like that. People yeah. just, you know, finding little things that bring that little happiness to you and that kind of relieve the stress from what you're doing. Like escape the world, really. Like you're escaping like reality and kind of just like in your own little like world when you're doing it, you know? Yeah, for sure. No, and to kind of circle it back to the business, I mean, I think, you know, I've talked to you about it with, you know, serving others. Yeah. To me, I take it very serious, right? Like, if you come to my business, I want to serve you right. And not only, like, are we serving you a cup of coffee? Like, for me, like, one of the things that I've realized I want to try to do is, like, try to see if we can have that person smile when they leave, right? Like, smiling as they leave. So finding different ways to do that, you know, you know, joke around with them or, you know, compliment them maybe or, you know, play these games that we've come up with, with like the football toss or like the snowball, like get people to get out of the monotony. Because like you said, you know, you can get into this cycle where you're just kind of in your head, like your day to day, like this is nothing's changing. Right. And you get frustrated by it. But if someone compliments you, like how many how many of you have remembered a compliment that someone gave you a complete stranger right or like a moment where someone served you like someone brought you a cup of coffee or someone brought you some tacos Mm -hmm. you're like what you know like why like and then you're all happy and like the rest of your day is like good you know yeah so it's like doing little things for each other and just i just saw this video actually on uh reddit like i was just surfing through reddit and there was this video of this janitor who was, um, he was deaf mm-hmm. and he walked into the kindergarten class at where he like cleans or picks up the garbage or whatever, like grabs the garbage and it was his birthday and the teachers taught the class how to sign happy birthday to him. Oh, and like the dude was just like, you could see the joy on his face. Yeah. And it was like that little detail, like, why don't we see more of that? Or why don't we do more of that? Like, right. That's the real question, you know? Yeah. And it's like it could be fear of like being judged or something or like how are they going to receive it? It's like fuck it, dude. My aunt always says like si nace del corazón, do it. Yeah. You know, don't even question it, just do it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. It's like I don't know, I think like with that it's like, you know, what if you start it like it all starts with us, dude. It's like if we really like you like you said like we watch these videos and stuff and you know, it brings a tear to my eye for real. Like, you just see different things. Like, even just, like, oh, there was a video I saw. Like, it was janitor day. And, like, the whole school was, like, in the freaking um, gymnasium just waiting for the janitor to show up. And, hey, happy janitor day. You see that? It just brings a fucking smile and just tears to your eyes. Just stuff like that, dude. It's, like, you know, today, like, today, t- I mean, I don't, w- don't want to say, like, you know, I don't say it just to my own horn. But, like, you know, like. I've been going through a lot, or I've been thinking about a lot of things this past week, you know, losing, losing a friend of mine. And, um, you know, one thing that really brought, brought me joy with him was, uh, we cooked together all the time. And, uh, last night I was just thinking about him and, uh, I started cooking. I made some al pastor, some barbacoa, and, um, I brought it to work today 
just like whatever. I didn't care. I was like, you know what? I just want to bring it for the guys, just to show that I appreciate them. You know, we we you know, there's things that we go like we always get into arguments or stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like I'm working with these guys, I'm gonna be with these guys for a little bit. So I just want to show them that I appreciate them, and like I just brought food for them just because you know why not? Like why not? Just to bring a smile to my face too. It's like. You know, like, it's been a long time since I've been cooking. Like, I started, I finally started cooking back up at my own house, doing my thing. And then, um, you know, just seeing the smile and just the compliments that come into it. It's like, man, you know, this is why I do this. Like, I love cooking. It's like, just to see that smile, like, I got from my boss's face. Is he, <laughs> he was, like, even, like, saying that we should bring it out to the customers or to the members out there. And uh, maybe we'll, it'll be part of our bar menu. And I was like, I was like, man, hell no, I ain't giving you my recipe. My mom will beat my ass. He was like, well, you're going to have to be here every day. I was like, hell no. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, don't even worry about it. <laughs> but yeah, like, just like little things like that, you know, it's just like, you know, you feel appreciated. And it's like, it's nice. Yeah, and there's there's something to serving other people too, you know. Yeah. Um, it's like almost like a selfish thing in a way. Oh yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I lost my train of thought on that one. But, <laughs> I know. I kind of just. But yeah, I, it makes you feel good to serve another person. Yeah. And like the person being served, if you do it right, like they truly appreciate it, right? Yeah. Like there's that whole. Um, thing that they say does it taste better if someone serves it to you if someone makes it for you yeah and it could be that that's part of it right and um yeah i don't know sometimes people are i mean i'm like i i'm this way where when someone does do something nice for me like try to give me a gift or something i'm just like uh, you know and it and it could be you're like "Ah, i don't want that no, it's just like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just the way I was brought up. Because I noticed, like, my dad's kind of similar, too, where oh, it's okay. just like, I have to earn this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, like, gifts don't work that way. Yeah. Um, so maybe that could be a reason why some people maybe don't necessarily, you know, go out of their way to, like, give somebody something or yeah. whatever. And I agree. Like, you know, like, my parents, like, you know, other than, like, holidays, like, Christmas and stuff, they'd always, like, they'd always, like, you know, my parents brought me up well, like. You know, if there's something that I wanted, I'd always, for the most part, I kind of, like, I got, for the most part, if I was a good kid, or if, you know, I was doing what I was doing right. But, uh, you know, like, that was their way of showing their love, you know. And that's, like, another thing, like, I want to kind of touch on. Like, especially, like, Latin culture and stuff like that. Like, you know, bring, like, for the most part, us coming up, well me anyways like my parents showed affection in certain ways and i feel like that uh, that affected me in my head like a lot you know my parents like like they weren't the oh like oh give me a hug or they give me a hug or tell me that they loved me but there is way that they will show their affection towards me that um that i knew that they loved me mm-hmm. but it you know it took me a long time to finally realize that you know my like, it was like my grandma had passed away a few years ago, and you know that was like the first time my dad ever told me like he loved me and like that he really cared or that and he hugged me, mm-hmm. you know. And like I mean, other than like being like a little baby and stuff, like obviously like I mean I would I would hope anyways, right. but uh, 
but yeah, just stuff like that. Like, you know, it like it took me a long time to finally realize like, oh, this is how like the like my dad doesn't show emotion like that and it's hard for him because of the way he was brought up. And that's okay, you know, and like I finally was okay with it, I guess. And like that was like a big weight that went off my shoulder because I was always worried, am I not good enough? Mm. Am I not good enough to have this man tell me that he loves me? Like, I'm your kid, man. Mm. But like, you know, and it, it hit that point and I was just like, I was just like, damn, like, you know, this man really does like care about me. And like, I just got to really see how, how he, um, how he like talks and like just the way he is. Like, I finally realized like, yeah. Yeah, he does. Right. Well, I think even this, too, you know, like, I got a chance to interview my dad, like I said, for that podcast that we're hoping to drop soon. Yeah. Where we talk a little bit deeper in about our parents' journey. But I feel like, I don't know about yourself, but one of the things that I realized, especially moving to Guatemala and living there, was how much of my parents' story I did not know at all, you know? And I feel like that's probably the case with a lot of kids, especially if, especially if you're not very inquisitive about asking your parents. Right. You're not going to necessarily know a lot of like what happened in their life. And I learned a lot about what happened in my parents' life through family members and friends in Guatemala. Like they'd say, like, "Oh, you look like you know your dad," or "You, oh, that's what they used to do too," or yeah. you know, and it's like, "Oh, I never knew that," you know, or they would tell you stories about them growing up and stuff. So, you know, a lot of the times I didn't really know what my dad might have gone through, right? Like, I right. knew his baseline story, but the deeper dive that you hear from other people, um, I think that really opens up a lot to understand why a person is the way they are, right? right? And I think, you know, maturing and growing up, one of the things that we have to realize is that we can't take everything personal, right? right? Where it's like... And I think that's why this podcast is so important is just hearing people's stories Mm -hmm. and then getting to understand why they are the way they are. You know, I like this whole like judge versus understanding. Right. Don't judge. Try to understand. Right. You know, and I mean, it's hard with family, though. Right. Because, dude, like that's that's the thing that molds you the most. I mean, even in my family, there's a lot of mental health issues as far as like depression And that affected me a lot growing up. It really forced me to be vigilant about trying to stay healthy, trying Mm -hmm. to keep my mind right, understanding that, you know, maybe I might be propensed to like falling into depression or something. So like staying healthy, being active, trying to find peace. Like you said, I was even more like trying to search that and not fall into like what I've seen throughout my family right oh yeah yeah because there's tragedies that have happened through it so due to mental health yeah um another thing too uh this is something that just kind of came to mind with us talking about like latino culture and not being able to open up um and i don't know how i'm going to jump into it but in uh, a lot of the like Spanish music that we listen to has a lot to do with like girls oh, and, like yeah. heartbreak and romanticas. Like I grew up on like the Spanish romanticas and then there's like the rancheras and all of them have to do with like heartbreak or women or like yeah. romance and all that stuff. And it's kind of funny that, you know, throughout the culture, you can't really talk about that. But in these <laughs> songs they do. Yeah. 
So you see a lot of Latinos get super drunk, listen to them, and then they start crying. Well, then you that's, know? Like, that, that's, that's when it's like, okay. That's when it's all That's right? when it's okay. So yeah. it's kind of funny, like... Because you could just blame it on the alcohol. You're yeah, like, oh, right. I was yeah. just drunk. Yeah, dude, I was just drunk, man. I was crying. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> but yeah, so like the... I don't know. Just like the, the popularity of that music shows mm-hmm. that there's guys feeling shit out there. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like... Getting drunk too, like, mate. I mean, that might be a reason why people are getting drunk because they're suppressing so much shit. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I remember like it's like especially... she broke my heart. Let's get the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, you know, with twenty twenty, like, you know, COVID first happened, it was like, you know, we were in, in this house. You know, this house was freaking. It was just like I had people here all the time and. You know, I was just going through something, like, that I just didn't know. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do next. I didn't know, I didn't know, you know, who I could trust. Like, you know, I just, I was, I was alone. And literally, like, I would just invite people over and they would invite people over and we'd just sit here and just get drunk and just cry or not even cry. It was like, there was days, yeah, there was times where I would cry and like, it was just, it was so hard just so hard to say like just like waking up and like just like dealing with the same thing and uh, every single day and like having these people trying to like you know i thought like alcohol would help me you know i just because i felt so good with it like i just thought it was going to help me but you know i finally got to that point where i understand that alcohol is just there like you know it's it's there it's like you know you can have a drink every now and then you can have fun and you know, sometimes you know when you're when you have a long bad day or you know just a long day at work, you know it's oh it's okay to sip on a, a a beer or something. But I've finally realized like alcohol is not like <laughs> something that's ever gonna help me out like with my mental health mm. and like you know and, and I slowly learned that especially like towards the end when I stopped having those parties here and started to finally realize like. Who's really, like, checking up on me and who's really, like, asking how I really feel. Not just how I feel physically, but, like, how I feel, like, what what I've been thinking about and just stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I got, I finally, like, I don't know, like, I just, I finally realized, you know, the, the circle that I have, you know. And it's hard, it's like, you know, you, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's not. You know, it's like, you think you can go, like, you know, and I don't mean to say this either. It's like, but, you know, there's some things that I don't tell my family, you know, just because of, like, I'm scared to be judged. Mm. You know, like, or they'll turn it around on me and be like, oh, why are you doing this? Or, like, just judge me, you know, and it's scary. Like, I don't talk to, like, like, my siblings and stuff like that, like, you know, and it's nothing against them. I just, you know, I just don't feel, like, comfortable to out stuff that I have, you know, done or what I've gone through to them or just, like, even my parents or anything like that. It's, like, but I have friends that I've been through, that I've gone through, like, different things that I feel like I can just, like, be at that vulnerable state with, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took, like I said, it took me up until last year pretty much to figure out who that group of people was. And now it's, like, now I'm adding one more person with, like, my girlfriend it's like slowly as like as like I said as like our relationship progresses like I'm like opening up more and more 
and uh, it's it's been really good, and uh, you know, I I I feel great, mm-hmm. you know, just like mentally, physically, not so much. I'm still I'm I'm fat as fuck, <laughs> but I'm like that's something like that'll come with like the whole once you get to like a hundred percent, or you'll never be a hundred percent honestly, like mentally or physically, but you know you'll but you know, yeah, that's something. <laughs> yeah. No, I would say for, I mean, like, one, yeah, I don't know. I kind of to touch back with uh, that group of friends, like I said, man. It takes it takes time to build something like that, you know? Yeah. And, like, to add people, you know, as you grow up, like, it takes maybe a bit longer to kind of, like, let people, you know, get that trust, right? right? Because, like I said, I had this group of friends since we were in middle school. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up, my friend likes to call us dirty ghetto kids. We were a bunch of dirty ghetto kids biking around, <laughs> fucking dirty as hell, like eating nutty buddy bars and uh, <laughs> the little like star crunches. Like that's all we did. Like just hang out on the beach, just eating those all day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we went through a bunch of stuff. Like we were all going through things. Like a lot of my friends went through some pretty messed up stuff. Yeah. And like, you know, myself as well. And. We never really opened up, but we had that crew. Right? Yeah. We had that crew that we knew we could escape. Right. You know, like that was our escape. And I think that's what really bonded us. And then eventually we started opening up to each other. Yeah. It's like, why, you know, like as we start growing up, we're like, why did it take so Why, long? yeah, why, why? Like, why did we let society say that we couldn't say stuff to each other? Because we each were telling stuff to our girlfriends, mm-hmm. but never to each other. Yeah. You know? Well, like I and, said, um, like- yeah, and it's, you know, it's a, it's cool to see that. And my I remember my friend's mom, like, she always says it, like, Chris's mom, Lynn, uh, we would always go to their house. We called it the Oasis. The Oasis. And she would always see us meeting there, yeah. Like, yeah. we were always at his place. Like, we were kicking it in the backyard, like, having fires and swimming. He had a pool back there and stuff. We would just all meet. Like, he was the central spot. And then his mom would always say, like, what you guys have is really special. Like, yeah. she would say it as we were growing up. Because she saw us grow up from middle school through, like, college and stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. still now. And we didn't realize, like, you know, what it really meant until, like, you know, now that we're older. And we're mm-hmm. like, man, we're still hanging out. Like, we still, like, yeah. as soon as we see each other, I could call any one of those guys. Like I said, when I felt naked and afraid in Milwaukee, hit one of them up. Yeah. Felt fine. You know, like, I not felt fine, but, like oh okay this is someone i can trust out here you know this world is ugly and crazy this yeah. person i know you know isn't gonna stab me in the back right and that's you like know? my friend like i'm telling you i got one that's like i've known for 21 years since we were in kindergarten and you know it it was always like oh, i mean i i still i still talk to some of the, like even other than that you know i got friends like from kindergarten and then like what 2009 what is that literally 12, 12 years now, 13 years, 13 years from 2009, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but it's like, you know, but it, it took me that long, 21 years, 20 years, finally, to open up to this guy that I considered, like, a brother to me now, Same thing, man. and it's like, these guys, like, that I finally even hung out with, like, in high school, like, 13 years now, 12 years to finally just open up to these guys, like, yeah. you know, and it's uh, or it, yeah, like you said, it's like damn, like it it feels amazing. 
Mm. It feels amazing just, like, being able to, like, be vulnerable with, like, these guys, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, no, for real. Yeah, no, we would we would just all meet up at somebody's house and just, just well, we would, like, and it's still crazy because we still all play soccer together. And, like, everybody's like, damn, like, you guys are still together? Like, what? <laughs> like what are you guys doing yeah <laughs> i'm like what like we just like we enjoy like for the most part mo- like the people that in like that group that i'm telling you about as like the core really just like they don't even care about wins and losses they care about just having fun and playing together yeah you know we've had people like leave come and go to different teams and stuff like that and they go to like win and, and and that's fine, you know. They, go ahead, go. If you guys want to win, go, go and like win trophies. Yeah, that's fine. But like, you know, we're we're just there to like, you know, winning's fun. But you know, as long as we're having fun at the end of the day, that's yeah. Fine. And people always see that. And like, I've had refs and other people like come up to us and like people that own the leagues and stuff. They're so like, you guys are like, you guys are a special group of people, you know. Mm-hmm. Just to have like the, those friends that you've had. Yeah. And, like, to see, like, they've seen us grow up since, you know, high school, you know? Yeah, it's like, for sure. Man. Yeah. Yeah, man, I think, you know, kind of to add on to what you were saying, one of the things that's really cool and, like, my my group of friends and I always say it to each other, the crew, like, we always say it's neat that we don't really need something to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's certain people that you are with that you need to be doing something for them to stick around, yeah. right? Yeah. And... With them, it's never that way. We can literally just be hanging out on a couch, like in that 70s show, and just talking bullshit. You know? <laughs> yeah. Fucking. And you know, like, that's when you know it's like a, a real friend, right? Like, right. you can just sit there and just talk. And I mean, there's even been times where there's this one friend, he's a, he's pretty reserved. And I remember one day, like, I, I think I had gotten back from Guatemala, I was just seeing everybody, and I was like, I hit him up and, like, hey, is it cool if I come through? Yeah. And I was, he's like, yeah. And I, I remember this being, like, such an interesting hangout. Like, it was one of the coolest ones because we were almost just, like, coexisting. Like, mm-hmm. I went to his place. He was doing stuff. And we were just, like, I, he didn't need to entertain me. He knew he did not have to entertain me. Right. And I was just kicking it, you know, just doing whatever. Yeah. You know, just watching TV or, like, reading or, like, looking around his apartment, whatever the hell I was doing that day. But I didn't need to be entertained. And it was, like, one of the coolest, like, hangouts. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we were just... Yeah, we were just there. Like, we were just homies. We were there for each other, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. So, it was... Yeah. Yeah. Finding that group of friends is is cool and special. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and I, like, uh, we would... Literally, all we did, like, growing up, it's funny, because, like, like, when I was in high... Like, when we were in high school, there was only a couple of us that drove. I didn't didn't start driving until I was, like, 20, 21. No, 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 no. Until 2021? Like, no, until, like, I was... <laughs> Last year? No, nah, no. Nah, until I was, like... Until I was, like, Walking 19. Everywhere. No, I was 19. Sorry. <laughs> I was... <laughs> it was, like, 19. I started driving. Um, But, um, you know, I was with this group of guys, and, like, you know, people will always think, we're like, oh, we're partying, or, like, our parents especially, like, oh, you guys are partying, you guys are going here and there, this and that, doing all this dumb shit. And honestly, all we would do is either we'd be playing FIFA all night <laughs> or we'd be like, um, uh, just like we would play like hide and seek sometimes or just like just playing like different games. 
sometimes we'd like go egging. You know, we were kids, young and dumb, ding dong ditching. Yeah, sometimes, pumpkin smashing. We used to yeah, do some dumb shit. Pumpkin bro. smashing. Fucking, oh, now we'd go sledding. Mm-hmm. Like, just do different shit. We'd just go to Walmart and just walk around for an hour. Not, like, knowing damn well we're going to buy probably one thing. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that shit was fun. Well, yeah, I was just sharing a story recently, too. I think I've told you about it with, like, those friends. I remember when our first friend got his license, that temporary license that you can drive. Oh, yeah. We tried to find any excuse to get in the car. Yeah. My buddy would come pick me up, then we'd go pick somebody else up, and we would go to, like, Walgreens or the dollar store and get a bunch of candy. Yeah. We just called them candy cruises, just blaring music, just eating candy, driving around. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. And that's kind of what inspired, like, the idea of, like, the coffee cruise, right? Oh, yeah. just, like, pick up your cup of coffee, put on some music, and drive around with yourself or some friends or whatever. Um, But, yeah, it was funny, like, just looking back at those times where it's just... Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember one time my my friend, like, he spun out the car. Yeah. Because he was learning how to drive. He spun out the car. Jumped the curb. Luckily, he didn't hit anything. He almost hit a post, but... My, <laughs> my cousin Ricky did the same thing. Yeah. But he was trying to drift. <laughs> <laughs> so we were on the intersection. It was like Washington and turning on to 12. Taking a left. And it was like a little bit wet outside. And he was like, hey. And it, bro, this, this kid's been... Like, my boy's been uh, driving since he was like 14. Mm. You know? It's like driving to school. So, like... We he he takes that left and he hits it hard and I'm like I'm like at first I'm geeked and then I'm like holy fuck that like we spin around in a circle and we just like stall because mm-hmm. yeah it was like a it was a manual yeah and we stall and I'm like oh shit and then there's a car coming just full speed at us and I was like bro what what are we gonna do and he turns it on and he's just like he like finally gets it on and I was like oh thank god. Like, dude. And then I was like, how embarrassing was that for you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was, man, my boy Ricky, man, I fucking love him, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it actually reminds me of this story, too. So, like, back with those license, like that temp license, you're only supposed to technically have one other person. Yeah. Or not of age. Yeah, yeah, that's not of age. So, like, my friend obviously just packed the car. He didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, one day we're, like, sitting at a red light, and we see it coming, right? Like, we're looking at the rear view mirror, and we're like, this lady's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. And this lady rear ends his, his oh. truck. Luckily, he had an envoy that had a hitch on the back. Oh, okay. So, she comes. We're freaking out, though, because we've got the car packed. So, we're like, "Is he, he's about to lose his license. Like, the cops are about to come. She's going to call, like... Obviously, it was her fault, but, like, the cops are going to show up, so we're freaking out. Yeah. And the, But the girl, like, the lady comes up to his window, talks to him, doesn't realize that, you know, how many people are in the car. So we're like, oh, my God, what do we do? Like, Keith, get the hell out of here. You got to run. Like, you got to get out of here. So, like, eventually, like, she, like, after she came to talk to us, she turned off the street. Then we turned off the street, too. But, like, we had gotten our, like, we, like, went around the block so that my friend could just, like, run run out. Mm-hmm. and like act like he was never in the car so that way oh, like the yeah. cops wouldn't say that we had an extra person in the car <laughs> yeah. and this was before cell phones so we didn't even know where the kid was like we didn't even know where he went yeah you know like we were there for like a good like 40 45 minutes yeah um but yeah just remembering back at those and i think it's those stories you know like the one that you just shared in mine like that 
like you go through stuff with your friends mm-hmm. and like that kind of starts building that rapport of like okay you know yeah. maybe i can open up to this person you know like maybe i can share a little bit more you know yeah um yeah and i think it goes goes a long way and i think that's part of like why you and i started getting along and like i get along with emerson like mm-hmm. we were in the pop-up life right yeah we were in the kitchen we were like it's almost like that whole idea of like people in arms you know like we're going to battle together right you know and like <laughs> you see what that person's going through they're going through shit i'm going through shit fuck it like let's go through shit together you right know? you <laughs> and know it's like you just build friendship from that shit too you know yeah and that's not like i feel like uh <laughs> you know what i do is like uh because you know at the time we were all pretty new at the country club and, uh, you know, I was like, dude, like, everybody had an ego. It's like, uh, oh, I did this, I did this. Well, you know, sorry, that's all right to have an ego. I mean, as a chef, you're, you have an ego. Mm-hmm. As, like, you're, as a business owner, you have an ego. It doesn't matter. Like, it could be a small one or a big one. It doesn't matter. But, like, as long as you can control it, and, like, you know. Like, we know. Like, we're, we're I mean, for the most part, we're pretty good on, like, contr- like holding that. And, like, you know, we're pretty pretty humble. You know, from from what we like, from what I know, you know, yeah. but I, I would let so <laughs> before every Friday shift, like before like dinner shift, I would be like basically like it's funny how you said like you know we're going on the battle so I bring the guy like everybody over, and I, <laughs> I felt that it was like a team bonding thing. I would bring them over and just kind of like pray, mm. just like I would just be like hey you know, I just want to start doing this because like we're getting to know each other. Like, we know, like, we, we knew each other, some of us, but we never, like, all, like, been together, together, like, working with each other. Yeah. And t- let me tell you, it sucks. Because, <laughs> like, you're, like, you're finding out these tendencies of people, but it's whatever, you know? Um, but, yeah, like, I would bring them, and I I pray, I'd be like, look, you know, this is what it is. Like, I don't care what God you pray to, I don't care what you're doing right now. Let's bow our heads, pray, and let's get through this fucking day so we can get the fuck out of here and go home. And that's that was my prayer for the night. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it helped us out for, like, the first month we would do it. First month, month and a half, and they they loved it. And it was, they were like, oh, hey, we got to pray. Like, it ended up being them. Hey, let's pray. This yeah. and that, you know. And it was dope, you know. It's like being in, like, I think, like, what helped me, like, uh, being at like old madrid like just the camaraderie that they had together and like being like you know they like treated each other you know for as like family Mm -hmm. and like you know me knowing some of them that worked there like i got a chance to finally actually get in there and they brought me in like i felt like family like the very first day i was like oh man like you know and that's and that's why i am the way i am with people now it's like oh like you know especially with like the people that i'm close to it's like me i was talking about it with sam it's like um, you know, like, uh, fuck, what was I saying? Uh, like, I was talking about it, like, I'm so, like, I tell these guys that, you know, when we'd leave or when I'd get there, I'd hug them, tell them I love them, tell them, like, hey, like, you know, I appreciate, like, shit like that, like, little shit. And, like, I try to, like, bring that to every kitchen that I'm at. Mm. Because, like, you want that sense of, like, camaraderie. You want, you don't want to feel like everybody's against you. No. You don't want people to feel like, Oh, like you don't fuck with them? No, like I, I mean, I don't care who you are. Like you're working next to me. Like, hey, man, let's get the shit out of here. Yeah. yeah. No, that's 
That's an interesting thing. Yeah, I talked to a couple of customers about that today, too, actually, where they were saying, you know, just the toxicity that was existing in their job place, right? Mm -hmm. And moving into the kitchen, getting to know, like, Emerson and you guys and stuff, like, seeing, like, you working with your family, right? Like, you guys working with your family and just, like, joking around, like, yeah. you, you know, it's a family thing, and, like, I would just be sitting there making my coffee laughing and stuff, like, <laughs> hey, this is a real family, like, they're j jabbing each other exactly how I would be doing with my brothers. Yeah. But then Emerson, same thing, right? Like, where he said, like, I want this kitchen to feel like it is a family. Yeah. Like, that's what he wants for his business, right? Yeah, yeah. So kind of, like, seeing what you guys are were all doing and just trying to do that for myself as I started growing and, like, getting more people to help out right so like having it be fun like i read a book about um southwest and just the way they modeled their business like you know they're like quirky fun funny mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot to that right and oh, finding yeah, the right sure. people that fit together too mm -hmm. right like could you imagine if we didn't like each other like uh, oh man the freaking branch would have been a nightmare every <laughs> single day you know do you really want his tacos i don't know you can go down the street it's a taco bell type <laughs> shit yeah <laughs> but um yeah, I mean, you did stun me once, so... What do you mean? Like what? That Stone Cold Stunner? Oh, the Stunner? Like, yeah. My ass off and <laughs> you asked me for some garbage-ass lettuce and tomato. <laughs> well, now I know, bro. I know your Death Row Taco trade. I know what to order now. <laughs> but, oh, man. But yeah, there's... Uh, lost my train of thought right now. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, like... But yeah. You know, that that's like... You know, working with my family, like, yeah, that, that, that's, that's like a whole thing. Like, I enjoyed it, you know, it brought us, like, it brought us, like, together for a little bit. Like, it's stressful. And, like, they'll tell you themselves, like, you know, and I'll tell you, like, I'm not, I, for the most part, I'm an honest person. It's hard. It's hard to work with family, especially, like, in a small, compact, like, the branch didn't have the biggest kitchen for, like, what was it, like, seven of us? That's mm -hmm. like, well, it... <laughs> It was like, it, and it's tough, but like we were all there, but we knew that we were all there just to try to help each other out, you know, mm -hmm. and it, it it was tough. It was, it was very tough, but you know, I, we learned from it. We really do. And, um, I know my mom and dad, like they, they had some love hate with it. We had some, like, we had some love hate with it, siblings and stuff. But like mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, like we like i mean for me like i appreciated like everybody being there and helping us out as much as they could yeah. and you know i really took that to like heart that they would even like even when they didn't like being there like they would still be there you know mm -hmm. and you know having fun dude like dude people love when pe my parents are there like my parents were loved by this like like the I'll call it, like, the Takisa community. <laughs> People just love it. Like, you know, they see me, especially this past year with me and my dad back there, whenever he could, like, on the flat tops, especially, like, during the Bucks games and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. That and, was super cool. And, like, um, having my mom just out there talking to people just, like, randomly. And then, like, I know people love them because my mom and dad would, like, give them free food here and there. And that's fine. Like, hey. But... You know, like it was, it, it was, yeah, it was, it was tough, but yeah. To, to touch a little bit on that too, though, I feel like that is something that I saw with my mom too, right? Like, mm -hmm. she would help out at some of our pop ups and markets and stuff, and 
just like the joy that she would have like maybe that was part of like what your parents were like proud of like oh our kids are doing this and, yeah like, help and serve and like i think it's just a part of like the latino culture to share yeah. and give you know and stuff and like my mom would do the same thing like oh come look at our coffee and like come try it like yeah hey, get, have a cup whatever and it's like, like they're just so proud yeah, yeah yeah just like to be serving something that's why i think it's special too right what we're doing is like we're seriously serving a piece of our heritage right, right. and it gives our parents like um, like pride right yeah. like you know going back to like that story of like hearing my dad's story and journey um, him working on the farms as he was young you know and then now them seeing what we're doing and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's neat it's tough like you said obviously starting a business and especially the branch like to me me being a person that likes being alone it took a while to adjust to it right like yeah. it was overstimulation chaotic but I was like, this is going to be good for me growth-wise. Like, yeah. it's the first kitchen I've ever worked in. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I remember one time we had that pop-up where, like, Chitara was there, you guys were there, Emerson was there, and I was there, drank yeah. it. Like, all of us. And um, <laughs> Nico's, like, chopping shit up. Other people are chopping stuff up. I'm, like, rolling through with my espresso machine. And I was like, <laughs> I remember just commenting, like, how weird. Like, I felt weird. It was crazy. I was like... Nico, yo, what, what other kitchen are you going to work in where someone's rolling an espresso machine through the <laughs> kitchen while you're chopping shit up? Someone's washing dishes. Like, someone else is doing some crazy shit. Yeah. I'm sure kitchens are crazy, but espresso machine just rolling through, like, <laughs> full-on coffee shop coming through. Excuse me. Yeah, right. You know, like, that shit was crazy. Nah, it is crazy, dude. It's like... I think but it's it was all, more... You learn from everything, like oh, you said, yeah. right? You bring a little bit from every place you've been to. I know everything you've been through and you just kind of put it all keep building this thing. Yeah, I know like when we first met Hold on. Okay, I gotta edit that out. <laughs> but uh, just like, uh, I was like, just like, you were so quiet and I was just like, man, does this guy like us? Are we being too loud? Am I bad, bro? Like, I don't know. You were just very quiet into yourself and, uh, you know, now it's like, now it's like dude we just have a blast like before like i think it was like what like maybe like a two three weeks after that you were we were just like having a blast yeah sundays were the best yeah sundays like wait like waking up i mean you know even though like i was going through like my whole things at the time and like i would show up like me showing up sober on a sunday was like rare (laughs) and you know it's it was hard and like you know i'm glad that this past year i didn't do that so much like, going to work like that. <laughs> but, like, uh, just, like... But it was just so much fun just doing that. Yeah. Uh, I talked to my guy, Josh, and, you know, he helped us out starting up this whole thing, like, Sundays and Mondays. And, you know, he like, we were just talking about how we missed, we missed doing it. And, like, you know, I sent him a picture of the Al Pastor, and he was like, man, I just missed the sizzle of it, man. I was like, yeah, honestly... I feel like if we would never switch to Sunday, or we was if we would have stayed on Sundays, it would have been all okay. Oh yeah, it would have yeah, been like, okay because we were we were we were snapping, but it's all right. I mean, you live and you learn, you know. Right. And you know, it's it's all right. It's all right. I'm not too worried about it. Um, but yeah, I think we're. I think this is a good good spot to end our podcast, and uh, you know, like. Like we said at the beginning, um, you know, try to try to really like find those people and uh, you know 
that you're be, you're able to be like vulnerable with and you know there's always going to be people out there that are willing to listen to you and your stories you know don't be afraid to to talk to anybody even just us like i know we we have a we, we have a good listening and it's like if you guys ever need anything to talk like people to talk to you know i'm i'm a, like hit me up hit us up on instagram hit us up on facebook uh, you know, me and Serge are both on both of them, and you know we're willing to talk to people. You know, and or you know my boy Serge is at the branch every day. If you want to talk to him for a few minutes, you know, get your you better get a coffee while you do it. But <laughs> <laughs> but just stuff like that. You know, it's like don't be afraid to talk to somebody. Okay, be you know there there's people more more than willing to help you out in whatever you need. And, you know, people care. People really do care about each other. And um, I hope that today, like, this podcast, you know, at the beginning it was, like, you know, we kind of, like, branched out a little bit towards the end. But, you know, just know that, you know, this stuff does happen. And don't be afraid to be judged. And if you, like, if anything, who gives a shit if they do judge you? Just know that there's people out there that really do care about you and that love you and that, really want the best for you and that like with that i'm just gonna say thank you for tuning in today and uh i hope that uh you know you really check in on yourselves and check in on your friends too i don't know if you have anything to say yeah i feel like you summed it up great i hope you all find peace and bring peace to others all right